Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm a mother, wife, herbalist, nurse, and obsessed with wellness. I can't wait to talk all about what I've learned through my two postpartum experiences, motherhood, my own healing journey, and more. Let's discuss herbs for kids, healing postpartum, the struggles and joys of motherhood, science, and more as we grow together. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. We've been dreaming of this episode for a while now, and I just am so excited to dive in. Yes. Um, tell everybody about yourself, because obviously I know you, but yes. they might not. Yes. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm super pumped about talking about all of this. So I uh, actually have been studying astrology for a little bit more than a decade at this point. I've studied with like a bunch of different astrologers. There's a bunch of different courses, all of these things that I think as a Gemini, you would understand to get all oh, the yes. information. All the courses. Um, yes, all the <laughs> courses, all the things. And then the last five years, I think I've gotten significantly better at embodying the astrology that I have been learning. Um, the last two years I've been doing sessions now. Um, and especially when I had my son and things were kind of a little bit rocky and I was trying to figure out when the season was going to end. That's when I really started leaning on the, all the knowledge that I, that I got. Cause a lot of the times with these kind of esoteric things, we can listen to, you know, to a bunch of things and read a bunch of books, but until we feel through the descriptions, it's really hard to make it an applicable part of our life. It's kind of something there and it's super, super cool, but you know, we don't really think about it in our daily life which I think is a shame yeah. because it definitely helps. Definitely. And especially with, I think a lot of people, when they think astrology, they just think their sun sign and they're reading, there's like the daily Zodiac, you know, whatever yeah. it is like for them. And a lot of times it just doesn't hit like me as a Gemini, a lot of the like normal flaky Gemini stuff just doesn't hit right because there's so much more to astrology than just your sun sign. And I know you and I geek out on this like anytime possible, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But so I'm excited because we are going to talk a lot about like astrology and how it can help, help, not just impact, but help in motherhood, which I think is so huge because anything that we can use to help, especially when our kids aren't old enough to really like fully explain all of the feelings that are going on inside of them mm -hmm. to kind of look at like their chart. And you're going to talk about something super cool that just kind of will help us just understand them a little better, maybe understand ourselves a little better, and especially add in that layer of grace that we all need, right? Yes, for sure. So I think navigation is something that is extremely helpful when you have a little bit of the knowledge um, to kind of see the things that are going on in the sky, but also internally. Um, yeah. And what I really want to focus on, because a lot of the times we, when we think of like things happening, they're like, oh, is Mercury in retrograde? Oh, it's Mars in retrograde or Mars is going direct. And those are all transits. And so they impact us. Right. But I think um, what we're going to be talking about, I would want to focus on is, is the progress chart, which I don't think gets enough conversation. Um, and I think it's super, super helpful. The progress chart is very um, personal mm -hmm. and everybody's progress chart looks differently. And it's something that is within us. So it's not like transits that are happening to us, kind of, it's like a mani manifestation of uh, like things that are happening to everybody collectively. Mm -hmm. And the things that are happening in our personal progress charts are things that are in our inner world that sometimes we can't you know, necessarily notice ourselves. A lot of the times things that come up is things that maybe other people will notice and we'll be like, oh, I wonder why that is. And sometimes it's because 
our progress chart is doing, you know, some things or our moon is changing and, you know, like other people are feeling it and we haven't noticed it ourselves. Because I think sometimes it's really hard to be subjective when it comes to ourselves, right? Like we, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's so cool. So tell us a little bit about this, like progress chart. I'm yes. so curious because it's not something that we ever, it's not a buzzword for right. us, like non- super astrology people. Right. Yes. So um, the progress chart is actually a technique. It's secondary progression technique, timing technique in astrology. And so basically it looks at the first, let's say 90 days of your birth as the first 90 years of your life. So things that happen um, each day is represented by a year in your life. And so when you look at things within your progress chart, they move significantly more, you know, slowly, but the moon moves the quickest, right? Just because in our world, the moon also moves the quickest. It moves yeah. every two and a half, two and a half days. Um, so in a progress chart, every two and a half years, the moon is in a different sign. Interesting. Yeah. And so um, when that happens, the moon being something that we all know is like our, you know, internal dialogue, our, um, intuition, our feelings, a lot of the times the moon is also associated with things that kind of have to do with our daily rhythms. Um, so even when it comes to traditional astrology, the moon was looked at as something to determine when we're going to go to sea, right? When we're going to go on these journeys. That's kind of what was looked at because it was so visible and it was because the easiest thing to see. And so it's the same in our daily life too, that the moon kind of impacts how we show up emotionally, what we want from that day, right? Like what, what our uh, routines may look like. That's very much a moon conversation that sometimes yeah. I think doesn't necessarily get translated as such. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I don't think we, we think about it like that. Like the moon's kind of like your theme. And so yeah. if your moon is in like a different sign every two and a half years, it's almost like you have like a different theme for that part of your life. And that makes a lot of sense because I know, you know, all of us feel like things are different all the time. And there's like that collective feeling where it's like, you know, especially as we're talking right now, Mars is in retrograde and I believe Mercury is in retrograde too. So it's just like a really tough, like going through mud kind of feeling right now, mm -hmm. but that's collective. So what you're talking about is so personal. So I'm excited because it's like those themes that are just for you. Yeah, for sure. So there is actually this one um, astrologer that I really love. Her name is Nancy uh, Hastings. She has a book on progressions. And the way that she explains the moon is that it's the part of ourselves which somehow absorbs the inconsistencies of daily life, allowing us to stay our path. And I think that's very much what I see the moon as. Um, I'm also a cancer, cancer sun. So I think the, you know, the kind of connection that I have with the moon is a little bit you know, a little bit different, I guess, than most, even though I'm, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I just thought that was so beautiful. And I think that's exactly what the moon is. It's this emotional response that will shift. And I yeah. think when we specifically talk about our kids, when one day they're super into something and they, you know, really can do things on their own and they're very independent. And then the next they're kind of less so, and they really need your attention. They really want to be held. And it's really hard to navigate because you think like, oh, but you were this, like, how did this, why is this different? Like, are we going backwards? Like, why do you need me all of a sudden? Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like looking at the progressions really helps understand where they're at without them actually having to tell us. Yeah. So I think that's really useful information to have, especially as parents, um, not just for ourselves to kind of know where we're at emotionally, but where our kids are at and how to meet them at that place.
Yeah. Yeah. So the first time that your kid will have that like progressed moon is at that two and a half, that like terrible twos, yes. that time when it's like you're fighting for, they're fighting for independence, but they don't quite have like the skill level to maybe do all of the independence. And it can be really tough time for parents. So how does this progress move moon kind of play into the terrible twos? Yes. Thank you for asking that question. That's, that's what I actually completely adore talking about because I think people, if they knew this information, be a little bit more graceful with their with their parenting and with their kiddos. Um, so one of the biggest things that happens, um, not even in a progress chart, but just generally speaking, the Mars um, return is around two, two and a half. Mm. So not only are you having this really intense energy that they're feeling for the first time, mm -hmm. you're also having this progressed moon conversation where not only is the moon at a different sign, but it's also making aspects for the very first time in the kiddo's life. So wow. the first, yeah, and so, and it's a lot of energy and most of the time they don't have the language to explain, plus they don't know, right? They're feeling right. these things for the first time and they're feeling so many emotions and it's just yeah. so hard. Like you gave me the purple cup and I wanted the red cup and now everything is melting. Like the world is yeah. over. And well, and Mars is that planet of aggression is what it's like known for, right? And yeah. like, like, taking things the wrong way and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so it's more, it's like, you know, the drive that we have and this like, you know, very particular energy and how we want things to work and how we want to do things. Yeah. Um, it's very much a do planet. And so that's why I think the terrible twos are so terrible. I don't like, you know, saying that they're terrible twos because, yeah. but it, that's that's why it's it's usually so hard is because there's this really, short amount of time that seems like it's forever but it's it's really not it's just a season yes. and it's just them not being able to communicate things right them not being yeah. able to explain stuff and everything just feels so intense um mm -hmm. and as adults we feel this too but i think we forget that a lot of the reasons why we stop ourselves is the way that we've been conditioned to behave so let's say we you know want to have an emotional outburst of some sort but we're told that like that's actually not great right you can't do that yeah. Or, you know, you shouldn't cry or go cry in a corner somewhere. But like, what if I want to cry right now and I can't, right? Like, we, and usually with talk, they don't care. They're going to cry, right? right? Like, if you're not, you're not going to explain to them, like, we're in a public place. If you could just not have this meltdown and wait until we get in the car in 15 minutes, but you can't explain that to them. They're like, I'm going to do it right now, um, which I think is a great reminder too, for us as adults, like we shouldn't really Make like stuff it all down, stuff it right? all down. Yeah, it doesn't usually help. It, it usually no. ends up being a significantly bigger explosion. Um, yes. And I think I'm always telling my husband, like, I wish I get jealous of my toddler. Like, I wish that yeah. if I was mad, I could just yell at somebody and be like, no, I know like you. And just, <laughs> you know, then be good. Yes. yes, for <laughs> sure. And then just get over it. That's the thing. They yeah. get over it so quick. Um, uh -huh. And that's another thing with Mars too. It's a very, uh, it's very quick. So usually depending on again, where your moon is, um, it's not something that they hold on to. So they'll be mad and then they'll get over it in 15 minutes. They'll be fine. Right. They'll, you know, want yeah. this cup or that cup and then kind of completely forget the conversation that was just, you know, jarring 15, totally. 20 minutes ago, um, which I think is really, really great. But the progress moon in this kind of conversation, um, a lot of the time, the reason why it's so hard for them is because when they're born, the moon is in a particular place, right? It's in a particular sign. That sign has a polarity, an element, a modality, all of these things. And as soon as it moves into another sign, that sign has nothing in common. So when two signs are next to each other, 
there's nothing in common. Yeah. Um, they don't have the same polarity. So it's either a yin sign or a yang sign. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different element that mm -hmm. particularly don't really talk to each other. Um, yeah. And it's a completely different quality or modality, right? So it's either cardinal, fixed, or mutable, which are those are the qualities. And, you know, we all know the elements as, you know, fire, earth, air, and water. And yeah. so because of the fact that those two signs don't necessarily communicate, it's really hard for that child to kind of feel out how they're supposed to act. Because the way that they've acted from birth, it's not right anymore. It doesn't feel correct to them. And they start yeah. feeling different. So they start acting different. And our reaction is like, I just had this figured out, right? Like, well, we just figured out that you liked bath time and that was the way that you calmed down. And now I can't get you to take a bath or a shower yeah. or play with water. Like, what is that? You know, like, what is happening? Yeah. So I think just knowing the difference between those two things is really important and understanding that it's something completely new to your toddler. Um, also, by the time that we have kids, we usually have already gone through the entire progressed moon cycle. Um, which takes about 27 and a half years. Yeah. So we have already as adults, we've been through every sign and we felt the difference emotionally that comes with every sign. They have not. Um, and a lot of the times we kind of forget this fact that like our progressed moon has already been in Cancer. Our progressed moon has already been in Taurus and Leo, all of these things, but theirs hasn't. So maybe we sometimes were frustrated with ourselves, but it didn't necessarily, like, you know, there's not this recollection that we have, we're like, oh, well at 14, I had our moon, you know, my moon was in this. So that's when I decided that I was gonna hate everybody and yeah. you know throw things and have crazy teenage moments. Like we don't really remember that, right? Like well, that doesn't come to mind. Um, and I feel like if we, if we had a little bit more awareness then we would probably give our toddlers a little bit more slack. And how interesting would it be if you like delved into your own chart and delved into your own progress moon? You're mm -hmm. like, when was I in the same sign that yeah. my two and a half year old or my five year old or because if you think every two and a half years, those are big things. And what's interesting that we're talking about this right now is we are coming up on both. One of my sons is about to be two and a half and my other son is about to be seven and a half. Right. So we're coming up on both on both of them having that progress yeah. moon again and so wouldn't it be interesting if we could look back and be like oh you know what when I was seven I was in that exact moon so I kind of know you feel lonely I remember feeling lonely yeah. I know you're too but I was seven and that still reigns true and I think that's such yeah. a cool idea to just be able to like get on their level get into their minds and just be empathetic like listen yeah. I yeah. literally have been there before. How cool, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. I think it's super important. I think even in your case, what I love, and I'm going to just delve into your kids chart really quickly. So, oh, I can't wait. Um, right now, actually, both of them have their progressed moon in Taurus, which I think is great because your natal moon is in Taurus. That's my natal moon. Yes. <laughs> so you already have, like, naturally, you are aware of what their needs are going to be. Um, yes. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, they maybe want comfort and their love language becomes kind of touch or like just all of the senses. They're significantly, you know, more um, kind of, I would say they're not like, not like food wasn't important before, but food becomes even more of a language of love. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We are like a foodie family right now. Yeah, we are exactly, like comfy, right. snuggly, 
food that is like you are speaking (laughs) our winter break right now that's perfect and that's exactly where you're supposed to be right but it's not always gonna be like that you know it's not always going to um manifest in that way but I think just knowing what season you're in I think can be so so validating for a lot of parents yeah um and just a lot of people in general that like things aren't gonna last forever right but whatever difficult season you're in it's not gonna last forever um eventually the moon will change eventually things will shift um and you'll kind of get out of the funk um which I think is really really interesting yeah um Yeah. So another thing I was actually going to mention before the moon makes its first aspect at two and a half, Mm -hmm. um, it depends on how quick again. So this kind of thing, because it's so personal, it depends on how fast the moon was moving when the child was born or when you were born. That's how quick we know things are going to change. We can look Mm -hmm. at an ephemeris, which is kind of, it tells us when everything was changing at a, you know, what date the moon went into this sign, the sun went into that sign. Mm -hmm. And that helps. And a lot of the times we can actually sense the shift as soon as the moon enters that sign. So before it makes the actual aspect and it starts aspecting everything and the child naturally starts feeling the tension, we can notice the fact that now something is going to shift. So for example, if your moon or if your child's moon is at um, a later degree in a sign, so let's say it's in the 20s it's gonna get to the next sign a lot quicker than if your sign was like 10 degrees Scorpio or 11 degrees Taurus, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna take, it's, you know, it's gonna take 11 degrees a little bit longer to get to the end. Mm-hmm. And the 20, 20 something degree, it's gonna get there faster. So what's really interesting is that right now, my daughter, who's only, she's seven, seven months almost, um, her progressed moon is going to change in the new year. Really? So not the two and a half years. So, right. Not the two and a half years. Like eight months. Yeah. So, but she's not going to necessarily feel the tension until the two and a half mark, Mm -hmm. until that moon begins aspecting everything else in her chart. Yeah. And so what I think is really interesting now, especially with the progressed moon in general, the progressed chart, we don't necessarily feel it the way that we feel transits or the way that we feel um, our natal placements uh, because of the fact that progressed charts are so particular in their in the time that um, we look at. We usually feel them very close in degree. So in regular astrology, sometimes they say when the moon is like five degrees out, we start feeling the moon on a particular yeah. aspect. Oh yeah. And, that's, that's for sure. My family yeah. always feels the full moon. Like I'm always feeling the new moon and the full moon, like a day or two earlier. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Because of the orb, it, it works a little bit differently. So in progress charts, the orb is very small. So it's only one degree orb. So again, because time moves differently. Yeah. And so that one degree orb situation is going to be happening when she's around, you know, eight months, but even now, the way that she's behaving, it's, it's different. It's not the same as it was. And I was like, maybe it's because there's so many more, you know, maybe it's because my parents are home or it's because of this. And I looked, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to check her chart. And yeah, her chart is, is definitely changing. And I think she may be feeling, feeling that asking for me a lot more, which she never really, mm-hmm. never really did before. Cause her dad was like star of the show. And now she looks for me and she's like, mama, mom. And I'm yes. like, is that me? Are you asking for me? Which I think it's really interesting, right? So it's, I think kids, another thing, like kids naturally feel the parent that has similar energy. Yeah. And this is kind of going to go into my philosophy of the way that our kids choose us before, you know, you know, it's like a more philosophical kind of, kind of conversation. But 
Um, I feel that our kids definitely come into a family where they're going to be heard and understood most of the time. So um, even with your sons, their natal placements and your natal placements, there's some overlap. And I'm sure with your husband, there's also overlap. Um, so your son, your oldest, I think his moon is in Capricorn, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and my husband's can... is also in Capricorn. See, yeah, that's and that's and these kinds of things will always. I I have found in the last two years, at least, of doing a significant amount of sessions, this will always be the case. So there's going to be at least some person in the family that's going to be able to understand and feel them without yeah. them actually being able to talk and explain themselves always. Because if not, then you know that how how else could we parent, right? Like I feel yeah. like this is kind of our way of understanding the other by by physically having the other in our house and we're able to guide them as much as as much as we're able to whatever that looks like to us like i think we're all parented very differently and i think a lot of the parenting journey has to do with unparenting the way that we were parented but yeah i I'll, make the joke that you know our kids will still be in therapy but hopefully for yeah some Exactly. <laughs> yes, I love that. But I think that's very true. I think that's very true. And I think that's why we have these kinds of things that happen. I think a lot of the times, even siblings have very similar charts. So in my case, um, my son is an Aries sun, but he's a Gemini rising. And my daughter is a Gemini sun and an Aries rising. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to always understand each other natally. They have that mm -hmm. energy within them that they're going to get what the other person is trying to do or trying to say without them necessarily having, having to, you know, say much, um, yeah. even in my own family, I think even with your sister, if you look at her chart, your y'all's charts also kind of come together. Um, my sister is a, she's a cancer moon and I'm a cancer son. And she definitely understood me. She was my very safe person growing up. And I think that's on purpose. I think things like this happen purposely. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of like a soapbox moment, but no, I still think it's really, really important to say. And it's interesting. It's always interesting to me because um, my youngest is a Virgo, Virgo sun, Aries moon, and is he Taurus rising? I forget what his rising is. But yeah, he's Taurus rising. Which Taurus rising. Yeah. So he's got the Taurus with me. But he, yeah. but I was like, oh God, a Virgo. I remember when they told mm -hmm. me his birthday or his due date. I was like, a Virgo with a Gemini. Oh, he's gonna hate me. No, that's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting to this, you know, like Virgo and Gemini conversation because they're both ruled by Mercury. I think the way that they, uh, mm, the way that they show their mercurial qualities are a little bit different. And I think, I think more Virgo gets annoyed with Gemini than the other way around. Yeah. yeah. Virgo's like, this is the way that we're going to do it. So yeah, yes, we're gonna do it yes. But I think um, they're both kind of like linguistically, yeah. ruled and so I noticed with him and I he like he's very he has a lot of language skills for being two and mm -hmm. um he can tell me exactly what he needs and exactly what he wants with his words and I think that that really I think that's where him and I play to each other whereas my other son is Libra Libra sun Libra rising Capricorn moon so he is air, air, air. And I get air, air, air. I get that. Right. Yeah. Which I think, and I think that's so important too, for parents to understand that you're always going to have something with your kids where they're going to come to you because of that thing. Right. Um, so regardless of how messed up your parenting looks like, um, it's not right. Like it's still the, exactly the way that it's supposed to be. And I think that kind of gives a lot of 
space for um, just acceptance too, just accepting mm-hmm. the way that you are and the way that your kids are seeing, seeing everything happen too. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is another thing that you mentioned with your, um, with your youngest, his natal or his progressed moon moved into Taurus recently. So I wonder if you've noticed anything Interesting. Since, I was going to say since it's probably like around Thanksgiving is that it moved into his um into his first house into Taurus. So I wonder what that's going to look like and manifest for him. Yeah. Because our first house being like so important about how we are. It's like our ascendant, it's our rising. This is how we see the world and how the world sees us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more we have things like that in like wh- whenever our, our moon, our progressed moon moves into a sign that we already have a familiarity with, it's a lot easier to figure out why we're feeling a certain way or figure out what's making us feel that way or figure mm-hmm. out how to find words for this thing because it's already an energy that we've, you know, we felt before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting with Taurus being, you know, I'm, I know I'm being very cliche with Taurus being like foodies, but yeah. it's become like, he used to just eat whatever was put in front of him. It didn't yeah. matter. He would just eat it. And it's not that he says things are yucky now, but he asks for certain things. Yeah. And it's not like your normal toddler stuff. Like, he wants ham. And he wants meatballs. And he wants meatloaf. And he wants... So he, like, requests very certain... He wants chips dipped in sour cream. Yes. <laughs> He's living the best Taurus life right now. For sure. And I so nice to even having that like having that in the background of of watching them grow I think it's really really interesting too the way that they kind of manifest the things that we already see in the stars I think that's really really beautiful but I think that's awesome um he started wearing socks actually since Thanksgiving that's hilarious that's awesome okay well there you go maybe he's you know taking care of getting into the comfy yeah exactly getting into the comfy how funny I think that's I love that I love that. And just looking at, I mean, it, astrology can be like, it can be serious and you can like figure things out that way, but it can also just be fun yeah. where it's like, you can understand like the fun things in your kid, like knowing that he's in Taurus moon right now. I'm like, what can we do that would be fun for him? And I just got him like a little oven for Christmas. I'm like, oh, perfect. He can, yeah. and, you know, just little things like that. Just you can kind of like play to your kids' strengths then. Um, yes. And be sure. like, oh, you know what? Like mm-hmm. my my oldest, he is like a super social dude and loves to like be out with, I mean, he's a Libra. So he is like yes. social, 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 justice and social and everything has to be fair. And <laughs> yes. that is like him. And he has a Capricorn moon. So he's like, and I'm right about it. Yes. Um, right, right, right. But so it's kind of interesting to be like, oh, you're in Taurus right now? Okay. So you want to hang out with friends, but you only want to hang out with your best friends. Right. I get it. I get it. Um, That's awesome. I think it'll be really interesting. So by next Christmas, he's going to be in um, his progress moon is going to be in Gemini. So I wonder how that's going to manifest and the amount of like people around him. He's going to want to like communicate. Yeah. So I think it'll be a really, really nice time for him, Um, especially because it'll be again, complimentary because he's naturally a Libra rising Libra sun. And this Mm -hmm. is another thing that we kind of think about too, when we look at progress charts and um, the fact that, this when our moon is in something similar, which mm-hmm. I kind of already mentioned before, if it's already in the same polarity, it's like if it's a yin sign and, you know, it's moving into a yin sign or if our ascendant and our sun is in a yin sign, then we'll all kind of, it'll be a lot easier for them to communicate again and for them mm-hmm. to kind of understand themselves. Um, and that's the case 
you know, with us too, when we're also looking at our chart and we're also looking at where our progressed moon is, we kind of think about, oh, well, I already have felt this because for example, my natal moon is in a fire sign mm -hmm. and now my progressed moon is in a Leo. So now I kind of already know how this is gonna work. Um, yeah. Especially when we look at those polarities, I think one of the biggest things is kind of knowing when your child is gonna be a little bit of a, not like recluse, but like not wanting to necessarily go and socialize. Um, and that's yeah. gonna be in those yin signs. So it's like whenever the moon is in earth, whenever the moon is in water, they're gonna wanna just kind of be at home and that's okay. And I think yeah. that's the biggest um, struggle, at least in my house, because my husband is so, he wants to be out and mm -hmm. about and he's an Aries and so, mm -hmm. is, you know, Aries son. And so is my son. And he was super Aries with him until the shift. So until my son got his progressed moon in Taurus, he was very much like, let's go out here, let's go hiking there, let's go do this, let's go talk to all the people. And now he's wants to be at home and he wants mm -hmm. to stay home and build stuff at home. And he wants mm -hmm. to play pretend in, you know, at home. And my mm -hmm. husband is like, what? Like, what is happening? Like, what are, yeah. and we have to just kind of okay this. Like, this is the season that mm -hmm. they want to be inside, just like us too. Sometimes we want to go out and party. Sometimes we want to stay home and, you know, Netflix and chill. And that's totally fine. Both things are, you know, are yeah. completely the season for everything. I think it's just yeah. sometimes hard to be like, oh, okay. So I guess this is the season for this. Yeah. I'm totally sitting here going, I wonder when my moon was in Sagittarius. I bet I could figure that out just by oh, probably. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, mm, that was probably when I was 19, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually love using, um, the reason why I'm super, I would say like super passionate about the progress chart is because that's how I started figuring a lot of things out on my own when I first started yeah. researching super into it. Um, a lot of the times too, you can tell what was going on in your mom's life yeah. um, by looking at your own progress chart because of that connection to the moon. Um, especially because we don't remember what was happening because like we were just born, so we don't know. But our moon will tell us. Our moon will be able to tell us kind of where emotionally our mom was at, our caregiver was at. And then we can be like, oh, okay, I feel this. Yeah. Um, yeah. My youngest is an Aries moon. And when he was born, it was in the height of the pandemic. Oh and I remember like when he was born, something turned on inside of me that was like a bear where I was like, don't touch him. You can't take him. He's yeah. mine. Give him right. to me. And I wouldn't yeah. let the nurses take him at all. Yeah. And they were like, honey, we, we have to like weigh him and stuff. And I was like, no. <laughs> and so it's so funny that I'm like, yeah. oh, that was like big Aries energy for sure. For sure. For sure. And he was also born, I think, right after the full moon. So I think there was also that intensity, yeah. um, which I think is really interesting. I think just generally conversations about the moon, I can go on and on. Um, yeah. Even with knowing like your moon phase and the phase that your children are born under can also tell so you a lot. So there's just so many, and there's just so many layers. That's another thing yeah. too with astrology that I think sometimes this is why it gets a little bit overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, because of the fact that there's so many layers. And if you jumble everything together, it becomes significantly more confusing. Um, yeah, for sure. And I feel like you kind of have to pick a dogma in it, or at least one dogma at a time, right? Where it's yeah. like, okay, for the next two years, I'm just going to focus on houses. And that's it. Because that's like yeah. a lot. And then, you know, for the next couple years, we're just going to talk about moons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think everything just kind of at all, it's all helpful too. I think a lot of the times with these kinds of things, um, it's really important to think about what's serving you and what's not, what's making yeah. you significantly more anxious, what's not, you know, helpful in any way. And I think 
any kind of modality that gives you more anxiety, you should probably drop it. You should probably yeah. leave it um, and, you know, let it go, which is another thing that actually Taurus is learning, right? Whenever we're, our moon is in Taurus, we kind of learn to let go of things that are not serving us because they are not a sign that particularly like letting go. No, um, there's no fit. Right. So there's no, um, out of all of the fixed signs, because of the fact that it's an earth, it's so much more attached because it's physical, right? Earth is like very tangible thing. Very yeah. heels in the mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, um, that that I I feel very balanced to have my Gemini go go as my sun and my Taurus heels in the mud as my moon. Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> and then my Virgo to keep everything straight as my ascending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works out. It works out perfectly, <laughs> yeah. I think. And so I think yeah. just, just knowing knowing these like little things, I think, help us be okay with where we are in the moment. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think it's pretty cool that both of my kids happen to be in the same progress moon at the same time. So is everybody yeah. in a Taurus progress moon right now, or it's just no. them from where they were born? It's just them from when they were born, which I oh beautiful that that's just a coincidence that you are naturally, you know, like your natal is in Taurus, your moon is in Taurus, and now they're kind of progressed moon is in Taurus. Yeah. So you get to see this kind of theme. I wonder what your husband, where your husband's at. Okay. Um, but it's just so interesting to kind of notice that everyone's going to be learning from each other. Um, yeah. And I think that's really beautiful to see that kind of reflection. A lot of the times, at least what I've noticed is there, um, we see polarities too. So for example, natally, my moon is an Aquarius and my mom is an Aquarius sun, but her moon is in Leo. And so Leo and Aquarius being the opposites, um, there's a lot of things we have to learn from each other, but it's on the same wavelength, right? Yeah. So it's the same kind of idea, but just the opposite, the opposite side of that, of that same theme. And yeah. that's something that's really common too in families where you have this kind of like the opposites looking at each other. Um, yeah. That's, that's me and my husband. My husband is mm. a Scorpio um, and I am a Gemini and I'm pretty sure you can't get more opposite, <laughs> but, yeah. but we come to get, we both have the Virgo rising. So we come together there. Um, yeah. That's lovely. That's really lovely. Yeah. And I, think you know, I know you and I have talked about it before, but it's always interesting when you plug everything into like this astrology um, apps and things like that. And you're like, oh, look, we're not meant to be at all. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's cool to see like where where those things hit for our kids, too, because it's like, oh, listen, I don't get you at all. Like the Capricorn moon. I don't know why I attract so many Capricorn moons into my life, but like mm -hmm. almost everyone I know, except for my youngest is Capricorn moon. And I'm like, I don't get that at all. But I'm yeah. here for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but your dad gets it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important, too, is just kind of to see. And I think in our life, we have um, different seasons where we attract certain certain people. Yeah. Um, especially even with our moon, even with our progressed moon. I've noticed this in my life where when my moon is in Leo, my progressed moon was in Leo. I attracted all of the Leo ascendant people in like every, every person, every person I would meet, there would be a Leo rising. And I was like, is this a joke? Is somebody, is there somebody like, is somebody behind me? Because this is the seventh person. Yeah. Cause I'm like, how is this possible that all of you are Leo? Yeah. It's so bizarre. Um, and I think that's just another thing of how we can, you know, progress and how we can grow each season yeah. and it's and there's a different lesson too within each season i think just knowing that enough is kind of gonna calm, calm our systems down a little bit just knowing knowing that much 
Yeah, absolutely. So I have one more question before we finish up here. Um, and, well, before my final question, how about that? You said that your first 90 days kind of shows the next 90 years of your life. Is that when the, is the moon moving through multiple signs for that? Or how it, how does that reflect? So each day would be a year in your life. And so depending on um, what day you're looking at, it's going to be kind of like what year they're looking at. And in that year, the moon is going to be in a certain place. The sun is going to be in a certain place. Um, your ascendant is also going to change. When you look at secondary progressions, you kind of look at the really big and personal things. So the moon, because of the fact that it moves the quickest, it's going to be the thing that changes most often in your 90 days. Um, yeah. Your sun will also change a few times. Your ascendant would also change a few times. Um, you know, the personal planets like Mercury, Mars, and Venus, those two, but particularly the way that I've seen to be most helpful, at least at this time with such young kiddos, um, is to really look at the moon to see where emotionally they're at and what emotionally, emotionally they need. Yeah. yeah. Does that kind of answer the question? Totally. It's really interesting. Yeah. 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 Very cool. So I think with yeah. us, it's, go ahead. Sorry. No, please. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that with adults, with us, right, when we want to look back at our charts um, and see where we are, we can see some things that are manifesting. Like if our sun changes, if our ascendant changes, we kind of behave a little bit differently. Um, and I think we can see that as aware adults, um, which, you know, is also helpful when you have kids. But when they're this young, the sun's probably not going to, unless it's, unless they're born at the very end of like the cusp, the sun yeah. probably won't change for a few years. Um, yeah. So you'll be good. You'll be good. Yeah. That's so interesting. Wow. I've never thought about the sun changing. Interesting. Yeah. So sometimes you, yeah. So if you're, for example, like you're a Gemini um, sun, mm -hmm. your sun right now is not in Gemini. So mm -hmm. you're in, in a progress charts in cancer. So you kind of, are more Cancerian in your in your way of thinking and the way that you radiate, I guess, through life. So anyway. Interesting. That's very cool. Yeah. Love that. This has been so interesting, Liz. I love, you've given me so much to chew on. Like I'm sitting okay. here, like, my Gemini brain is like, yeah, we have so much to research <laughs> now. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I love it. So the theme of this season of the podcast is matrescence and matrescence is at its most basic form is going from maiden to mother. And I know you and I've talked about this quite a bit, but mm -hmm. how would you say, I'm asking everybody on the season because I think it's so interesting to hear people from different walks of life, what they have to feel and to say about it, especially mothers, of course. Um, how do you feel that matrescence has impacted maybe you as a person or your business or how has it impacted you? I think for sure it's gotten um, me to really embody my Virgo rising and just be very critical about the things I have time for and be really honest and say like, you know what, not this season, not today, mm -hmm. um, not right now. And I think that's probably the hardest part about moving into matriescence is that there's not really a handbook um, and we really don't know what it's going to look like because it's so personal to everyone. Mm -hmm. We're not really sure. We're not really sure where we're where we're going to go, but you kind of just still move, right? You you walk into this abyss, and you kind of just keep, continue to move. You keep walking, um, regardless of the fact that you've never been there before. And I think that's kind of really helped me kind of accept 
accept where I'm at and accept this ride of motherhood and, and parenting and things like that. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely. I love that everybody feels so has such different answers and we've all been through this like deep, dark, you know, healing. Yeah. Busy and painful and beautiful session in our lives, but we all have such different answers and feelings about it. And I love that. So Liz, tell everybody where they can find you because you are doing progressed moon readings right now, right? For kids and for adults. Yes. For kids and for adults, I have um, an offering called Pulse on Progressions. And that's kind of going to be something where we look at your progress chart, your natal chart, the transits, all, all of those things in order to figure out how you can best help yourself really in this season of life. Um, when we do readings for little kiddos, I also ask the parents to put their information, especially the mom, because a lot of the times those two things are extremely connected. And so the more we help the mom, especially in this year, like the early years, the, the better the child is gonna child is gonna be too. Um, there's gonna mm-hmm. be less stress and you know, like less anxiety, things like that. So I really find that extremely helpful. And um, the sessions that I've been doing, my clients have also felt like it's that's been super helpful too. Just anything that we can do to lessen the overwhelm, right? And yeah, lessen the anxiety. I think it's sure. super, super helpful. Um, yeah. yeah. So where can people find you? Right. Sorry. So they can find me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is I'm Elisabetta. So I'm sure you'll put that in the notes. 100%. And things, and things like that. Um, I'm also going to be rolling out a um, calendar on Notion cool. where it's going to have all of the moon phases and the um, sign that the moon is in and all of those things just because I find that super, super helpful. I haven't been able to find one where I can actually input my notes and stuff like that if things happening. And especially in the last three months, I've been really leaning on that kind of calendar to see like what's been going on with my toddler. If the moon is in his first house, he's going to get sick. It's been really fun. Um, So Mars in retrograde being in his first house is really a happy time to be him right now, getting sick every other day. So yeah, Mm -hmm. just knowing that that's kind of could be a reality is really, I think is really helpful. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I will put all the links to everything in the show notes. That way people can find you and learn more about the progress moon and how they can use astrology with their kids. Because I think it's like this like super tool that we have where we can just kind of almost like predict a little bit or at least set up our own like our own not defenses, but like skills to help with wherever our kids are at. Yeah, I think also just for us being Virgo Risings, the more information, the better. I don't think that's the case for everyone. Let me just tell you right now, a lot of the times people prefer to be in the dark and I commend them for that. I am not, my nervous system does not appreciate being in the dark (laughs) at all. So I prefer to know a lot of the information and like maybe a little bit of that information could be useful. Maybe a lot. We don't know, but we need to know it all. Yeah. So that's kind of one of, that's the energy that I'm, you know, that that's my personal, that's my personal energy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Liz. It was so so great. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Since this recording, Liz has also launched um, personal human design and astrology readings. I will put the link in the show notes. Um, You can contact her about getting readings for your kids as well. And of course, she'd be so happy to go over your progress moons and how they relate to your kids. Thank 
so much for listening to this episode. I am so grateful to have you here in this podcast space talking about motherhood and herbs and natural living and matrescence and all these big, huge, beautiful topics. If you liked this episode, I would sincerely appreciate you considering leaving a review. To rate and review the podcast allows more people to see it. It also allows potential for sponsorship, which is really exciting. Um, I would love for you to join me over on my website, www.treemamaherbals.com, where you can read my blogs, you can check out my monthly workshops that I teach, you can see my self-paced workshops or courses that are already on the website, you can book one-on-one session with me in my postpartum vitality sessions, which is this beautiful container for bringing mama back to life, giving balance and vitality and energy back to mama using herbs and lifestyle and nutrition and just holding space so you can also follow me on instagram i'm at tree mama herbals and i would love to connect with you feel free to shoot me an email if anything strikes you um, amanda at treemamaherbals.com i am so thankful and grateful to be a part of your motherhood journey we're not meant to do this alone